Praise God. All right. So we're talking about the force, the force of focus. Amen. Can you take away? I might just step on this. There's a laptop right on the floor for me to triumphant entry of Pastor Zach. But Jesus, it was uh, cloth for me. It's a laptop to step on. Amen. So we're talking about the force of focus. And it's a very important conversation we need to have. Amen. And I pray that the Spirit of God would inspire us today in the name of Jesus. See, because my desire for you is that this year, your productivity rate will be at an all-time high. Your execution. How many of you know five years can go like that? Five years can go like that. If you don't, if you don't hold, if you don't hold your time, hold it intentionally, it will go. They ask your age, you become shy. You can go, and that's why the Bible says that we need to walk circumspectly. Amen. The days are evil. Amen. We must learn to number our days. Are we together with me, friends? Are you together with me? So we have to look at how to execute life in Christ Jesus. Amen. I believe God is raising a generation of people who also can, there's a time in your life where you can really say it is, you are done. Those people in scripture that have the temerity to say, I am done. You know, there are people in scripture who who had the boldness to say, I am done. For you to be done, you would have even known what you are meant to do. Some of us do not even yet know what we are meant to do. Talk less of saying what we are done. How do you get done? And I feel like this is the kind of life the Lord wants us to lead. Where you can say, I'm done. Imagine husband and wife getting so old and the wife or the husband finishes first and say, babe, I'm done now. The wife says, can you just give me one more year? Let's go together. You know, such beautiful life. Are you with me, friend? A life of purpose. Many times we have been so used to life without purpose that these kind of teachings are now sounding strange or deep. What I'm teaching is not deep. Are you together with me? Nothing deep. So we're talking about the force of focus. When I was 16 years old, my mentor, Shego Martins, will always tell me, a focus. A focus. Those, that, that statement always demoralizes me. Because when I think I'm doing my best, I have a session with him, and the only thing he tells me, hey, oh, oh boy, oh boy, be focused. I'm like, what else will I do? You are not focused. You are not focused. And it took me a lot of time for me to get to that point where I began to understand what it means to be focused. Listen, even if you are focused right now, there's still levels of focus you can attain. Are you with me? Your focus can be stronger, can be deeper. Are you together with me? Focus is a truth that we can never do without. An art that we must make a decision to perfect. 
Without focus, we can never come into the fullness of God's promises for our lives. A double-minded person should not expect to receive anything from God. God means his word. This is a very deep statement. Are you together with me? It says a double-minded person should not what? Expect to receive anything from God. The idea of, of focus is to make sure that we keep the main thing the main thing. We must identify the main thing and spend every resource on the main thing. This is the fight we must be willing to engage. What is the main thing? You must identify what's the main thing in my life. And listen, I want you to listen to me with your heart today. What's the main thing in your life? And if you know the main thing in your life, is the main thing what is taking your most time and your resources. Praise God. You can't take a plane to Accra and hope to land in Istanbul. You get the point right now. You need to do a critical assessment of your life and say, am I spending my resource on the main thing? What's the main thing in my life? Have I, have I gathered all my strength for the main thing? And you know, our life is a, is a compilation of where we, where we spent our resources. Everywhere you spend your resources is a seed that you will harvest from. Are you together with me, friends? Praise God. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. The KJV says, if your eye is single. Somebody says single. So it means that singleness of eye is the cost of coming into fullness. Singleness of eye is what? Is the cost of what coming into fullness. I believe God will help us this morning. I'm, I'm, I'm so trusting God that this word will hit your spirit man. It will be a true spiritual conversation in Jesus' name. Are you with me, friends? Your eye is single, then your body will come. It's, it's a principle. That singleness is what assures fullness. Imagine if, imagine a footballer, somebody who has a dream to be a great footballer, but at the same time also likes to play basketball. So he plays football and what? And basketball. He would enjoy both, but he can't be great in any. Are you together with me? Basic economics tells you that the cost of a thing is the opportunity for God. Are you with me, friends? You have to engage singleness of what? Of I. That is to say, we're not going to allow anything that don't look like the dream to have access into our lives. Friends, are you with me? I can't get your response. I say, friends, are you with me? When the eye is single, that is when the heart is focused, then we have a chance to come into fullness. Singleness of heart is the only way to come into fullness. The Bible describes a heart that is not single to be evil. You know, the Bible talked about, it spoke about a single heart. And what the second heart spoke about? About an evil heart. He said, but if your eye is bad or evil, 
your whole body will be full of darkness. So, the opposite of singleness of heart is not double heart. Is what? Evil heart. So, it is evil not to be focused. Are you getting my point? When you are not focused, you entertain the enemy. You have to be focused. You have to be what? To be focused. You see? Because there is spirits are attached to time. If you are not focused, if a spirit latches on your days, they will eat your days raw. When you are not focused, you, you accommodate spirits that can swallow you. Some of you understand what I'm talking about. Some of you have three years, two years of your old age that you cannot account for. Some of you have already paid tithe to Satan. As, old as, as you are like this, the tithe of your age, you have paid it already to Satan. All of us can literally tell moments of our lives that didn't count for good. And it was just a period where you just lost what? Focus. Praise God. Then that's when scriptures like all things work together for good begins to come into me. <laughs> it's working together for me, the bad, the goggly, God will turn everything to this and all of that. But what if you just stayed what? Focus. Let's keep the main thing, the main thing. We'll talk about the leaven of, you know what I'm, what I'm doing? I'm using this slide because I don't want to, I want to, I want to say exactly what I want to say. I don't want, I don't want to take too much of your time. Say the leaven of the Pharisees. That's Matthew chapter 16, verse 6 to 12. Jesus spoke to, the, to his disciples and he told them that be careful, beware of what? Of the leaven of the Pharisees. And the Sadducees. And the Bible says they wondered, they thought it was because he didn't bring what? Bread. The level of the Pharisees represent religious jargons and settings that do not capture spiritual realities. They are detrimental to your focus and a spoiler of your heart. Religious jargon. Amen. You get my point? Religious what? Jargon. And what? And settings that do not capture your, you know, some people go to places where everything that is happening, even though it's a religious house, does not connect. I have a lot of, I have some friends who keep complaining about their churches. Now, not because their church is bad, but their church does not bless them. But some of them cannot let go of HOD. You get my point now? HOD, the guy cannot let go of HOD. Praise God. Religious jargon. Some of you submit yourselves to religious jargon. Some of you, as old as you are with your tongues, you still believe safety pin can help you not to lose your pregnancy. <laughs> as old as you are, you still put safety pin in your rapper. I say that will, what will protect the pregnancy, say safety pin. Jargon. Superstitious nonsense. Are you with me? You are not focused. Your heart is running to and fro. Your heart doesn't stay on one thing. Are you with me, friend? 
But weary of things and people that desire to rule over you and yet do not speak to your spirit man. But weary of things and people that desire to rule over you and what? And yet do not what? Speak to your spirit man. Because your spirit man is where life is. Some people just want authority, but they have nothing to offer. You know, you know, I've been born again. I've been born again for 25 years. But daddy, you see, daddy, I appreciate that, but you don't, you don't, anytime you talk, I die. <laughs> I don't, I don't come to life. The greatest thing you do to me is when you keep quiet. Anytime you talk, I just. Are you with me? You have to. Why? Are you, are you getting the point I'm talking about? Focus now. Some of you have time for nonsense. You have time for nonsense and nonsense people. To respect someone is not to submit. To respect someone doesn't mean you have to submit your life to someone that has nothing to put inside. You can respect someone without submitting your life to the person. Are you together with me? There are ladies today who are not married because the person they were meant to marry, they are sure God wanted them to marry the person. But one uncle that has added no value to their life said the marriage cannot hold. And the girl is stupid enough to allow the marriage that, that, that thing not to So you are obeying your parents. You are not focused. Not focus. God told you this is the person you should marry. All the spiritual uh, oversight you have say is right. You now say, my daddy say no. You are not focused. You are not focused. You see, by the time your daddy sees your focus, your daddy will know he can't say no. I'm not saying rebel against your daddy. Your daddy has not seen focus. That's why there's space for him to say he can. So it's not about rebelling. It's that you have not closed the gap. You understand the point now? You should have been closing the gap since how many, how many years old? You should have been closing the gap. All the statements of you must now bring a, a, a kitty person to this house. You should have been closing the gap. They're already telling you you can't bring a kitty. You are, you are already losing guard. They're telling you you cannot bring a kitty. You have not dropping word down. God will now do you. Do not bring. God will now give you a kitty mind. Say, my daddy said, my daddy. My mommy say, I feel like spitting whenever I hear with my mommy. My mommy say, how did she get the guts? When did, where, from where did she buy the liver? Are we kidding here? Are we, are we, are we, are we playing in life? Imagine Jesus say, Jesus tell God. My mommy said I cannot die on the cross. <laughs> God, my mommy, my mommy said I should not die. My mommy said I should be a task collector. My mommy said, I don't understand. I don't understand all this. 21st century Christians who are not apostolic. They don't have weights. They don't have power. Why, why can't your mommy said? Why can't your mommy say, "My son said"? What's wrong with you? For some people, their their mommy is saying that, "My son said." 
There's a matter where I've been dragging with my mother for a while. She called me last week and she used time to let me look. And I called her. Everybody have been trying. And I placed a call to her. I spoke to her. And we ended the call beautifully. I sent her money. She called me two weeks later and said, she wants me to know that she has done what I said she should do. You understand the point? Come and say, I've done it to come. She said, come and check. I'm no more, I've changed. Come and check it by yourself. She called me herself. I didn't call her. She called me. And the reason she called me is that she wants me to come and check that she has adjusted. So why can't your mom, are you not the one that has eternal life? How come is the people that do not have eternal life are the ones that think they can tell you what to do? It's because you have not closed the gap. You have not created the separation. You understand? You graduated from university. You have served. You can't still go for Bible study. You can't go for Bible study. My mommy say, my mommy say I should come back. You can't go for Bible study. You graduated university. <laughs> Whereas your young your 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 younger sister will go to club and come back the next day. And the Friday she does not go to club. They say, shall you think change? You think change. <laughs> you are meant to have weight. And focus is how you accumulate weight. They should see your focus. By the time they see that for six days, you were fasting and praying. You know what it means when you are seeing a young person fasting and praying? I don't fear you. I only fear you. Mara do copa. Let it about it. Don't fear you now. And I wonder you go give her a word of knowledge. Pam. My best friend was going to get married. The mother said, Come marry you, boogie. Yeah, come marry you, boogie. And he said, He now asked the mother one day, so what will we do now? But that's the one God chose. Should we disobey God? He asked the mother, Should we disobey God? But you see, there must have been a track record. A track record of focus. You understand? Focus boy. My family did not ask me what next after school. Nobody asked me that question. What next? They didn't have one plan for me. Because they know that I'm a plan. You understand the point? My family did not ask me. See, today they did not ask me. What, my family did not ask me whether I went to serve or not. They did not ask about. My family have never asked me what did I graduate with. <laughs> they have never seen myself. They don't know whether I have a certificate or not. Pa, 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 focus. Focus. You must have focus. Without focus, God will not put great things in your hands. Focus people look like evil people, they look like bad people. You must, when people don't see you as bad and wicked, you have not started. People should think this girl does not have feelings. <laughs> you have started living. Guy, you are. That's when you have started living. You must be sharp. You get the point now. So, the leaven of the fire is the worry of people and that desire rule over you, yet do not want to speak to your spirit, man. The leaven of the Pharisee is destructive to your spiritual progress. Are we together? So, we're looking at Matthew chapter what? 
16. Let's read that Matthew chapter 16 from verse, I think, 6 now. Somebody read it for me. Give somebody a microphone that works. A microphone that does not do shiri shiri. Where's Tayo? Where's Tayo? Where's Tayo? Give somebody a microphone that is not doing shiri shiri. If you are still interested in keeping your job. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 16 from verse 6. Who's reading? I want someone to read for me. Alright. Nobody will read from all this place. (laughs) (laughs) Is this Yoruba church? (laughs) (laughs) That's very sad. This Yoruba church, this English church. Alright. Then Jesus said to them, yeah. Take heed and beware of the living of the Pharisees. Beware of the Pharisees and what? And, and the, the Sadducees. Sadducees. One preacher said the Pharisee means far to see and too sad to see. <laughs> Very accurate description. They have words, but they don't have spiritual discernment. Don't stress yourself around people who don't speak to your spirit. I'm not, don't be rude to, you don't have to be rude to anybody. Be rude to anybody. Or don't waste your life. Alright? And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, O ye of little faith, why do you reason amongst yourself? Because you have bought no bread. Do you not understand? Or remember the five loaves of uh, of the five thousand, and how many baskets you took up? Nor the seven loaves of the four thousands, and how many large baskets you took up. Mm -hmm. How is it that you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread, Mm -hmm. but to to beware of the living of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the living of of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees. doctrine of the Pharisees. The teachings of the Pharisees. Those are empty teachings. Teachings that don't reach your heart. Some of you are already used to it. You need to deliver yourself from it. Every teaching must, must, God must be able to speak to you through a genuine preacher. Are you with me? Listen, preachers do a great job because they speak to your heart. And it's from your heart that your life is changed. Are you with me? Whatever doesn't speak to your heart. Listen, don't joke with preachings. Don't joke with preachings. Your, your future is dependent on what is in your heart and it's preaching that stores things in your heart. Are you with me? Alright, keep reading there. So the world, the doctrine of the Pharisees. Yeah. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philip. So he now came to the region of Caesarea Philip. He asked his disciples he saying asked his disciples. What would do men say that I am? What do men say that I the I, son the of man? Son of Man, I like the way he asked that question. You get the point now? Rhoda, you get the point? Who do what? Do men say that I, the son of man, am? So he's not asking those people to describe him. He's telling them, he wants to find out whether they're right or wrong because he's aware of who he is. 
there is a definite revelation. He knows who he is. A lot of us don't know who we are. We need men to validate us. Are you getting my point? So we're always, we're always trying to get somebody to like you. Do you understand? You don't know whether you like laughing or not. Because when you get somewhere and you find out the people like people that laugh, you will laugh. When you go to another place, they find out you like people that bone, you will bone. Do you understand? You are just doing everything to fit in. Because you have not found who you are. Are you with me? Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Jesus already had a set and concluded identity of himself. There was already a settled eye. You must not look for definition and acceptance from men. You should get that from the father. From where? Intimacy. The father, intimacy. You get my point now? It is intimacy that should describe you. Praise God. But I sit down, but you still read. You can read while sitting. It is from intimacy that you find out who you are. That's why it is unfortunate if you don't have a walk with God. I'm telling you, it's unfortunate. You cannot without a walk with God, you can't have a life of success as God will want it. You understand? There's, there's rumor, there's success that's a rumor. Because you would appear success, but when you face God, you will find out that this is not success. Are you together with me? Success is not money. Success is the fulfillment of what God has ordained you to fulfill on earth. Are you together with me? And so it takes intimacy to find that out. Jesus already had a set and a concluded identity. And you must get that concluded identity of yourself. Huh? All right, keep reading, Bola. So when he asks, who do men say I, the son of man? So they said, they said, some say John the Baptist. Somebody, shall, somebody say some say, say some say. All right. Some Elijah. Some Eli- Give me old KJV, please. You are using a very... I don't like the tradition you are using. They said, some said that thou art John the Baptist. Some said thou art John the Baptist. Some Elias. Some Elias. And others Jeremiah. Others Jeremiah. Or, in, or one of the prophets. Or one of the prophets. So we have some say, you are what? Then eh? Read it again. And others Jeremiah. And or one of the prophets. So the two major... Comparison is who? John the Baptist are what? Elias. Elias. Then they say remnants of people who say, no be John. No be Elias. Now who? Jeremiah. Or maybe just one of the prophets. Are you together with me? Praise God. Some say, others say. That's a class of people that are intending to take away your focus. Some say, others say. Are you together with me? Am I preaching here? Yes, sir. Some say, others say. Some say, others say. And some called him John the Baptist. How, how do you call Jesus John the Baptist? The difference between Jesus and John the Baptist are like six months. They were both their age group. They were living at the same time. They are cousins. And some people, most people, 
was still sure that this guy John the Baptist. Can you see that people are very dense? <laughs> you might think I'm joking, but I'm telling you the truth. People are very dense, and some people are dense, and they are in the they are in the uh, uh, highest population. That because a huge number of people take a position does not mean it's a wise position. Because this son is the most important. Like, so it means that there can be a cloud of stupidity upon a generation. Are you together with me? And are we not in that season now? There are, you can, there can be a matter and 99 people will be foolish. Do you understand? That you who you are not foolish, you will be afraid to say your opinion. Praise God. Come see. So you see that you now have to be strong enough to live above the strength of the masses. Are you with me? This is what, this is the uh, requirement to live in the last days. That there's going to be a group of stupid people and they'll be in the, in the majority. Are you with me? Yeah? They'll be in the what? In the majority. Yeah. And they'll be speaking from a sense of wisdom. You get the point now? Do you know, for example, a lot of people believe Bishop buys plane with tight. The people's tight. How many? See, most of his church members are poor. Have you heard? We have too many churches in Nigeria. Why can't we be building factories? Uh, building factories. And hospitals. Because it is redeemed Christian ch- political party. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, winners congress party. Republic party. And these thoughts are in huge numbers. Or some say. Others say. How can you say? I still, I still, I'm still asking God. Give me revelation. How did somebody call you John the Baptist? Didn't they know that you and John the Baptist are, are cousins? Imagine if you now spend your life replying those who are calling you John the Baptist. You lose focus. I'm not John the Baptist. So see, let me bring my birth certificate. You see, John the Baptist. John the Baptist. That's how some of you are living life. There's somebody, some of you, there's somebody in your life you are trying to make him change his opinion of you. There's somebody, unconsciously. Now, of course, if you're a bad person, you know you're a bad person. But I'm talking when there is just foolish opinions of you. Some years back, I decided to make sure I don't change the mind of people who have foolish Listen, I've heard opinions of myself that is very strange. Very foolish, not close to it. And they were strong. And I told you, men change their mind. Never forget that. And don't even wait for them to change their mind because when I, they don't change their mind once. So they can call you evil good. I still call you evil again. So, <laughs> so when, they, when, they, when they criticize you, don't be too sad. And when they applaud you, don't be too happy. Because the person who changed his mind can still change it again. After a while, they call him the Messiah, right? But after a while, they say crucify him. The same people. It's not as if they give birth to new people. Are you together, my friends? So you need to get your identity from the Father. Amen. 
Imagine you spend time. How would you do it? You reply the people who call you John the Baptist. You go and reply those who call you Elijah. You go and reply those who call you what? Jeremiah. Then one of the prophets. And the prophets are plenty. You know what I mean? <laughs> you lose focus. Yeah. You lose what? Focus. You focus. They'll come around. And when they come around, they should keep quiet because you are still walking. You see, because this matter is very important. Because sometimes, because of what people will say, we don't do the things we are meant to do with the full weight with which we want to, we are meant to do. Because you think if you put your full weight, people will have a bad uh, uh, impression of you. So you reduce the full weight. And when you reduce the weight, God will not back you up. If you are going to do anything that God will back you up, you have to go all in, all out. You get my point? So you have no business responding to John the Baptist. You have no business responding to people who say you are Elijah. You have no business responding to people who say what? You are one of the prophets or Jeremiah. Eh? Let me tell you why you shouldn't. Some say, others say. Let me tell you the opinions. This is a compilation of opinions that are primarily descriptive descriptive of people's prejudice, fantasies, dullness, darkness, and personal past crisis. Disguised as a description of you. You must perfect the art of not responding to people's crisis. Disguised as a description of you. So, most times I see you not as you are. I see you as I am. Most times it's like that. So a man who is not faithful, we always suspect his wife. Ah, this girl, this girl, don't they? <laughs> this girl, this girl. A thief is very security conscious. <laughs> you see, all those your daddy that will not allow you to go out. They know what they did when they were. You know, some men don't want to give birth to guests. Say, well, boys, oh, I don't want guests. <laughs> give you boys. <laughs> you see, it's because of how they live their life. A thief, security conscious. Are you together with me? Can I read that in a game for you? Some say, others say, this is a compilation of opinions that are primarily descriptive of people's prejudice, fantasies, dullness, darkness, and personal past crisis. Disguised as a description of you. You must perfect the art of not responding to people's crises disguised as a description of you. You get the point now. Do not answer a fool according to his folly. Lest you also be like him. You understand? So the plan is to, is to drag you in. You must lose your cravings and your desires for acceptance. Making efforts to prove people wrong is a waste of effort energy, and a huge distraction to fulfilling your dreams. Learn to ignore the sum and ignore the others. Can somebody shout a big hallelujah? Hallelujah! Are you getting the point now? We are on a journey on learning how to stay what? Focus. Alright, can you read? Keep reading for me. And he said unto them, 
but won't say ye that I am. Can you see he did not respond to all those things? He just asked, who do you guys not say that I am? And Simon Peter answered. Simon answered. And said, said, thou art the Christ, Christ, the son of the living God. God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, him, blessed art thou. thou. Wait, wait, wait. Jesus answered and said what? Blessed art thou. Blessed are thou. Why did, he, why did he say Peter is blessed? Huh? Answer me. Because Peter got it right. It was accurate. Blessed are thou. Learn to put your blessings, responses, and focus on people, places that describe your spiritual identity. Put your blessing there. Put your blessing there because you get it back. It's a seed. Put your blessing on people. And what? Places. Put your blessings, responses, and focus on people, places that describe your spiritual identity. A lot of you respond to people who don't describe you. You are trying to prove somebody wrong whereas somebody has already called you right. So put your blessing there. Put your responses there. On people, on places, huh? That describe your spiritual identity. You must learn to route your focus on people, atmospheres, and settings that describe your identity. Are you together with me? And so this new year, that's what you are going to do. You are going to focus on friends who have discerned you. Focus on pastors who have discerned you. Don't have a spiritual father who doubts you. Are you together with me? Focus on people who who know you. I'm not saying who pamper you. I'm saying who know you. Who call you by even things you don't even know about yourself. But resonates with your spirit. Focus on that. Some of you are wasting your effort. Some of you are even wasting your money to change people's mind. Why are you wasting your money to bring the money to me? My mind is already good. You are giving, you are using gifts to buy people's acceptance. What's wrong with you? Are you together with me? Listen, the person that likes you likes you. Put your blessing. Jesus Christ, when Peter got it, he said, bless Adal. You see, he did not curse those ones. Now did he bless them. But to bless them or curse them is a waste of time. Focus on those who get it right. He said, some say you are Elijah, some say you are... He said, well, forget those ones. Ah, I am here. Who do you say that I am? Imagine maybe people are saying I'm ambitious and I start preaching. How to know I'm a preacher that is not ambitious? You see, I'm not ambitious. I'm doing all of this because I love you. Is that what they call me to... Did they call me to defend myself? <laughs> Are you, are you being called to defend yourself or to fulfill your destiny? Is defense fulfillment? This is a big trap you must avoid. A big trap that Satan puts your way. You enter a race of trying to put people wrong. You see, hey, I'm, I'm a good person. Hey, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Listen, the people are the ones who are bad. They are looking for company. So it's not about you being good or bad. 
Are we together now? You must learn to route your focus. Some of you are going through a season of rerouting now. Route your focus on people who know you. Who have seen you in Christ Jesus. What did he say? Read it. No, no. Go back. Read it. Blessed are. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed for flesh this thing. And blood hath not revealed it, but what? Unto the but my Father which is in heaven. But my Father which is in heaven. Go to the next. Just stay there. But my Father, which somebody say, but my Father. Now I want to go a bit deep, deeper now. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but what my Father. So we're talking about Jesus' true identity. And just Christ said, flesh and blood did not reveal it to you. So flesh and blood does not reveal divine identity. Not only Jesus' own, even your own. Ah, you didn't get that. Flesh and blood doesn't reveal. You, you can't intelligently know me. My identity sup- supersedes your intelligence. You can't, you, can't use, you can't use any economic formula. You can't use any software. You can't even get, you see, you can't get my story of my past and predict my future. You can't get it that way. You have to go to the Father to unlock it. But my Father, he said, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. Praise God. Yeah. But who? My Father. Can I preach here? Yes, sir. I said, can I preach here? Yes, so fatherhood is where identity is gotten from. It is the realm of fatherhood that reveals identity. Listen, listen, this is a very important point. I'm, listen, I'm, very, I'm talking very serious now. This is what true fatherhood is. The ability to release identity. To release identity. To install identity. To imprint identity. That's what fatherhood is about. Fatherhood is not about, I've told you severally, fatherhood is not about strictness. Fatherhood is that not the first cause Oh, Father, your daddy taught you wrong. Because you now, you're already strong in your face. You just have one small baby, you're already strong in your face. <laughs> your, dad, your daddy was wrong. <laughs> because <laughs> you're already planning to strong your face. Or your, your dad, listen, your, your, you see, your daddy did not know. If your daddy did not know the Bible, you can't know what fatherhood is. Your daddy was wrong. Don't take everything your daddy. He tried his best, but good intentions are not necessarily accurate pattern. Your daddy was wrong. So don't plan that. You will now be strong. You strong your face. They will now know you are the daddy of the house. You strong your face. That's not fatherhood. Fatherhood, the first thing a father does is to restore identity. Restore identity. Restore identity. That's the only office that can restore identity. That's what that office is for. And that was the first thing Jesus, God did over Jesus' life. The first thing he did was to declare publicly and restore the man's identity. And said, this is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. You know what i If you like, I like him. If you like, I don't like him. Me, I like him. That's my doubt. So stop struggling. Stop making your child. Your child has to talk because other children are talking. So the first thing you impress on that child is that he's not competing with other children. Stop doing that nonsense. He has to talk. He's not talking. Oh, see, you'll not be listening to his mates. His mates are already talking. Hey, let's let him to start talking. Shut up. Don't be a local person. Be spiritual. 
Don't stress your child. Like your child like that. You understand that? Because the one that is talking will be a lawyer. This one that is not talking will be a scientist. You understand? This one that is talking, we never know mass. You boy cannot know mass. The one that does not talk, those are the ones that we know mass. <laughs> Stop stressing these children. Which one of you that don't know ABC now? All of us now know ABC. So stop stressing the child. The child will see no ABC. Whether he knows it when he's 10 years old, he will know ABC. All of us eventually know ABC. We know one, two, three. So <laughs> don't stress. You get the point now? It's identity. You need to restore the origin of confidence. Not just confidence, but the, the origin of confidence. Because there's pseudo-confidence, there's natural confidence. It is the origin, is the first confidence. A lot of you did not get the first confidence. Until you came to Christ, you are trying to get that first confidence. You should have gotten confidence at one and a half years old. You should have been a father to give you that confidence. Are you getting my point? But my father, fatherhood is where identity is gotten from. In the case of Jesus, God is his father. Just like Jesus, we have access to the father and have access to human representatives of the heavenly father. When God puts you under a fathery covering, the intention is to call out your divine identity and calling. That's the reason. Amen. So God restores, gives you identity. And many times he now gives you also a spiritual father, a covering that will restore identity to you. That's the meaning of fatherhood. I, I, I remember the landmark statement each of my fathers said to me that revolutionized my life. One year after I stepped into church, one day Prophet Ayo looked at me and said, when I was your age, he looked at me and said, Zach, I want to tell you something. I said, what, sir? He said, when I was your age, I tell you the truth. I was already into ministry. I was popular. I was known. Never when I was your age, I didn't have the level of wisdom you have now. He says you are a very wise son. Now, whether he's lying or not is not the issue. But you see, that, re- that reconfigured something in my heart. Because my biological father never told me anything positive. Not one. Just, I don't have a memory of one positive statement from my biological father. So that shifted my heart and gave me confidence to do what I'm doing. I told you about when my father got one of my spiritual parents, I have to, got a fantastic car and I was struggling to lock the door because I didn't know that the door locks opens up because the remote was in my hand. And when, when I gave him back the car, I said, I can't lock it. He said, don't worry, the thing is locked. And I looked at me straight the eye. These are the kind of cars you should be driving. Now, you might not know what that has done to me, but coming from a place where, where our, my father's car had a nickname, then a supposed big man is now speaking that into my spirit. That's what fatherhood, fatherhood does to me. It does identity. Only fatherhood does that. Let me, let me complicate it. Only fatherhood. God the Father will do that to you. Then your spiritual covering will also work. We'll also do that too. 
You get the point now. Whenever a fatherhood atmosphere is unveiled, immediately identities are being shared. Anytime we release fatherhood in the air, identities are being shared. Please don't lose me. Don't lose me. Can we go further? Jesus became Christ by the fatherhood of God. It was the fatherhood of God that, that, that Peter accessed, that named Jesus Christ. And in that same atmosphere, where fatherhood was revealed, Peter also was changed from Simon by Jonah to Peter. So fatherhood reveals identity. So Peter broke into fatherhood and said, you are the Christ. When fatherhood was at work, Jesus Christ said, you too, you are Peter. Are you together with me? So it is in an atmosphere of fatherhood that identities are being shared. Are you getting my point, friends? It's that atmosphere. Peter broke it. He broke that atmosphere. You are Christ. And he says, in this same atmosphere, I can name you. So in naming ceremonies, fathers are in charge. Father's name. Are you getting the point now? I want you to hear things that I'm not even saying. That's my prayer for you. It's not by struggle. It's by naming. That's the, that's the order from the first day. Can I preach here? From Genesis, that was the order. He said, whatever name that Adam named them, that was their name. So Adam was operating in a fatherhood anointing. That he, he, he released identity into creation. And creation behaved in his name. Whatever he named creation, they began to be him. So he called lion. He put the codes of lion inside the lion. Then the lion can roar and do stuff because a father named it. Praise God. What, 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 what made Abraham who he is because he's a father? Abraham entered that realm in the spirit called father. And that's why he was able to birth Israel. Are you together with me? Father's name. And it is on that wing that you execute life. Not on the wings of your efforts. Are you together with me? I wish I, I wish I could speak like a Ghanaian. I like the way Ghanaians speak. They, I like their, I like their energy. When they say all this Charlie and all of that, when they, I like Ghanaian preachers. <laughs> I'm telling you, I love Ghanaian preachers. There's one I used to listen to. The man excites me. Their exclamation. He say, "Oh, hey, hey, tell you." The way they speak their language whilst they are preaching, I just feel this joy. Are you together with me? That's what feathers do. Feathers. Yeah. That's what they do. You get the point now? When the fatherhood, the father's anointing, and that's one of the crises that is happening in churches and God must bring healing. A church should flow in the father's anointing. So that the people's identity can be given to them. If there's no father anointing in local assembly, only one man will be great. But actually, a man was, is meant to call people by their name. I should, you should, you should hear your name in your local assembly. You should hear your function. Am I, am I speaking here? You should know your office and your place. Because the feather spirit is in the house. I think you get the point now. That's what happened. In a, in a fatherhood, in an atmosphere. And that's why you must submit yourself to an atmosphere. You must submit. It is an atmosphere with sheer inheritance. Whenever a fatherhood atmosphere is unveiled, immediately identities are being shared. 
Jesus became Christ by the fatherhood of God. In the same glorious atmosphere, the identity of Simon was also revealed to be Peter. He says, you were called Simon. Imagine all your life you were called Simon, unstable. You were called unstable, weak. Are you together with me? All your life, that's all you knew. One day, God now says it's not true. So it means that most of us, 90% of our experiences is life that has formed our idea of ourselves are lies. Can I preach to you? You see, because what gives you power against the enemy is your true divine identity. If Satan can corrupt it, he knows he can always win you in life. Many of us are carrying identities that is not our own. When you activate the fatherhood atmosphere and divine identity is being released, then we now have a rock. This is the rock that the gate of hell can now never prevail. You see, the gate of hell will prevail against Simon. But the gate of hell cannot prevail against Peter. It says, Thou art Peter, upon this revelation, this atmosphere, shall I build my church. So the church should be, should be collecting identity and collecting divine color. Are you together with me? Stand up, brother. Stand up, you. So it means that you can never lose in any area of life where your identity has, where you have collected identity. If you have functioning identity, the the gate of hell can never prevail. Anywhere you have collected identity, the gate of hell will not prevail. You get the point now? It says, thou art Peter. Read it. Read it, my friend. And I also say to you. I say, I also. Somebody say, I also. I also. What does I also say? mean? Same way. You have called me Peter. You have called me Christ. And it's the father that revealed it to you. Now, me and now your own father. You have unlocked something, Peter. Me and now your own father. Then I will now also reveal something to you. Peter, Simon. Okay, I now also. You have, you have named me because you broke into that fatherhood atmosphere. You can't know me except the father reveals it to you. Okay, I'm your father, right? You may not have access to God like I have it, but don't worry, I'm here for you. I now also read, my dear sister. Rock. Don't stop that speaker. Don't stop a microphone forever. Are you together with me? All right. Oh, my ogre. And on this rock, uh-huh. I will build my I church. I will now build my church. And the gates of heads shall not prevail so against it. It's built on activism. Yeah. It's built on supernatural, spiritual identity. When we step, each, each and every one of us stepping into our identity. Mm. When you just know who you are. Just know who you are. Just know I'm an apostle. Just step into apostle. Joseph Arimathea stepped into business and influence and fame and said, give me Jesus' body. Peter will not collect it. John cannot collect it. It takes Joseph to collect it because that is his own identity. And you know, you have been following Jesus. He's a disciple. When Jesus died, it was his turn to walk. I'm preaching final. Immediately Jesus went, he says, my turn. All the disciples don't flee. You would have thought those disciples are deep. Because some of you have an assumption that those who hold the mic are the deepest. But some of some people are in business. They are deeper. Where Peter and Ophi stand, 
where the other guys know his stand. Joseph was born to say, give me his body, man. I, I, now my man, now my guy. I don't plan where we go bury him. I buy tomb for him. I'm not the one have it do for me because now my office. You understand? That's why some people will go to Pakistan, they will kill them. Others will go to Pakistan and hold crusade. You know what I'm saying? It's office. If that is your identity, you will go to, listen, God will raise somebody who will go to Saudi and do crusade. The priest will attend. You know that woman on TV, that old woman, I forgot her name. She just crusades in Muslim nations. They allow her. They take, they take, they, they protect her with guns. She's a Christian, just crusade. In places where they kill Christians, she just crusade. Because she has found her identity. When you find your identity, you are most powerful. You become completely unstoppable. Instead of struggling, why not find out? Who am I? Something is dropping to the, this morning. It's hitting your spirit. When you activate father, a fatherhood atmosphere and div- divine identity is being released, then we have a rock. This is the rock that the gate of hell can never prevail. Our strength against the gate of hell is discerning fatherhood, activating the fatherhood atmosphere, and, re- and in receiving divine identity that that atmosphere brings. When this happens, Satan will always lose and the gate can never gate of hell can never prevail. The delivery of divine identity is simultaneous to the giving of keys. Alright, read it again. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. You are Peter! Then I will now give you keys. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I'll give you what? Keys. You know there's a joy when you have the key. There's a joy when the key is with you. When the key is with you, you don't... You have confidence. There's a way you go home. People who have gone home before you, when the key is with you, their early coming will bring them sorrow. When the You see... When you don't have the key and you get home early, you will, you will be in sorrow. So it's not about the fastest. It's about the ordained. <laughs> it's not about the fastest. If you, if, if you reach house first, but you know that you're in sorrow. The urine, the urine that was doing you small, small, the pace will now increase. You know, at that door, the urine you attract to everything will increase, but no key. When you call the guy with key, you'll be the one shouting. In the key. Get the point now. Keys, keys, automated victory. Assured victory. Key. May you have key. You have key. Aradebo Shandaba. A proof guy go very proof. But you have key. I 
I said you have keys. I want to pray about keys this right now. I want to pray. I want to pray about keys. Arado. I want to pray about keys. I want to pray about keys. I give you keys. The keys of your calling. The keys that operate your identity. Let them rest in your spirit. The keys that operate your identity. That operate your spiritual identity. identity is simultaneous to the giving of keys. Or in fact practically turning men into keys. You get the point? When your spirit man receives, receives what God's men call you, you turn out to become a key that always work. And that's what about keys. Keys always work. You can be a key of prosperity. You can be a key of miracles. You can be a key of wisdom. You can be a key of power. You can be a key of faith. At this level, when you become a key, hell is consistently in trouble. Definite operations of the spirit becomes activated and victory is always assured. You get the point now? Can I begin to tie things up? Let me me tie things up. The apostolic mantle is is a fathering mantle. That's, that's the apostolic mantle. Apostolic mantle is a what? Is a fathering mantle. Anybody who carries apostolic mantle is a father. Amen. They have the capacity to call forth. That's what I, you see. You see, an apostle has nothing to do with age. Are you together with me? That office is an is a, is a fathering office. Of course, you grow into it, you mature into it. But it is basically a fathering office. Capacity to call men into it. And that's why the, the first church started, the foundation of the church is apostolic. You get the point. And the first church started with 12 apostles. Are you with me? The apostolic naturally has the capacity to always release divine identities. The likes of Stephen, Philip, and the rest became monumental icons. Are you together with me? Who had the keys of cities. Philip will go somewhere and demons will start crying. Why? Because he has been called by an apostle. The twelve, are you together with me, had breathed on them and had called them. Those were the fruits of the first church, the Jerusalem church. In fact, Stephen had the key of becoming a seed for the salvation of a dignitary as Paul. Are you with me here? We look also at, even in the Old Testament, we see Elijah, Elisha. You see, Elijah Gehazi, that did not work out. Because Gehazi was not well submitted to that apostolic setting. Are you together? You look at Paul and Timothy. Can you see the level of work Timothy did as a teenage boy? 
that was not because he's specially brilliant. It's because of Paul named him. And Paul reminded him about twice of the gifts that was hidden him. And it's not because he brought it from heaven. Through the laying of hands of the publicist. Are you together with me? So it means that the, the father gives you identity. Amen. And if you check the Corinthian church, one of the crises the Corinthian church had was that the Corinthian church missed fathering. Yeah, it's all over there. Because the strength, when Paul began to write them, he wanted to keep reinforcing them that you guys, I'm your father. It means other prof- apostles had entered. He now began to boast and said, I'm also great. You know, he began to boast and talk like a fool in one particular place. He was trying to enforce it because that church lost it because they began to have influence. He said, you guys can have many teachers, but you have few fathers. Some versions say one father. Are you together with me? And he was trying to bring them into alignment. That's what the apostolic does or the fathering covering does. Are you together with me? You getting my point now? So that's what it does. So when, when you're in an apostolic setting, an apostolic atmosphere, or an apostolic relationship, or a fathering relationship, listen guys, I tell you the truth and I lie to you not. When God puts you under an, 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 an oversight or, or a community that has this fathering grace, you must learn to accurately be submitted to it. Are you together with me? Without a source, there can never be a flow. Anytime you are seeing a flow, it is linked to a source. Are you together with me? If you assume the flow is a source, no flow is a source. A flow has a source. And sometimes we have an assumption that when there is a flow, you can think you are the source. You go touch that source. You will find that there shall not be a flow. Am I preaching here? Let me quickly give you the last focus strategy. You would enjoy this. Can I have 15 minutes? I can't hear. Can I have 15 minutes? You would enjoy this. Now, read Hebrews chapter 11 verse verse 40. Don't worry. It's a promise we'll be finishing services early now. Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, 40. God haven't provided something better for us. Exactly. Exactly. No. God haven't provided. God haven't provided something, some better thing. Some better thing for us. For us. us yeah. That they without us should not be made perfect. Now read only the first sentence. God haven't provided better Something, some better us. thing. Somebody say, some better things. Some better thing. God has provided some what? Some better things. Now, you know the Bible didn't have chapters before. So let's continue reading it. Verse 12 now. Chapter 12 now. Wherefore. Therefore, right? Yes, sir. Why? Why? Therefore, seeing we are, seeing we also so, so, are come. So, so God has better things for us. Right. Therefore, so how do we access the better things? Therefore, are you with me? I'm still teaching you focus. I'm going to teach you an important focus strategy. Therefore, what's therefore now? Read it for me. Seeing also, seeing we also are compassed 
about with so great a cloud of witnesses. With so great a cloud of witness. Let us lay aside. Wait, wait. They follow me. Wait. I prepared the message. I need to get the message. I need to tell <laughs> We have better things. Therefore, seeing that we have so great a cloud of witness. Now, who are those so great a cloud of witness? The so great a cloud of witness are the heroes of faith he spoke about in chapter 11. And they have now become a cloud of what? Of witness. So, because of this, what should we now do? Read. Let us lay aside every weight. Every weight. And the sin which do it do so uh, easily besets us. All right. Let us run with patience. Yeah, let's run with patience. The race that is set before us. The race set before us. So, we see now that there's something better for us, right? Yes, sir. There is a race we need to run, right? Yes. There are weights and sins we need to deal with, right? Yes, sir. But the key is the cloud of witness. You have to be aware of the cloud of witness. Now, let me teach you something about the cloud of witness. Because God has provided better things for us. The Bible then said, therefore, we must be aware that we are surrounded by a cloud of witness. Who is a witness? Testify of the truth, right? All right, so let's see. You have to learn to be aware and form your cloud. And it must be a cloud of witness. Never form a cloud that does not witness to what is inside you. Are you listening to me? What's your cloud? Your cloud is your own heaven space. The cloud represents the people, the thoughts, and the atmosphere that form your personal heaven. Everybody that you that has access into your life has a role in your heaven. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Your rain falls from the content of your cloud. Your life can never be better than your cloud. You must have a formation of cloud that witnesses to what is within you. To be focused, the formation of your cloud is sacrosanct. You must learn to decongest your cloud, choose your cloud in the line with your purpose. Choose your cloud. Don't give people access into your life who are not bearing witness. Don't, 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 don't do that. Don't give people access into your life. Listen, anytime somebody starts misbehaving and going against his course or a course or a life, a cloud has entered. A person. Everybody who has missed it has started listening to the wrong person. You can't miss it without a voice. You can't. You would always need a voice. How did Adam miss it? Satan entered. Satan spoke to them. Listen, anytime you see somebody behaving strange in a way they've never behaved before, investigate. Somebody's talking to them. Always. 90% of the time. The worst part is a demon is talking to them. But most of the time there's a human vessel talking to them. Somebody has to talk to you to be stupid or to be wise. When people change, a new influence has entered. The right cloud empowers us for the necessary consecration. You understand that? Because when I was talking about consecration, it says that we have a cloud, then let us shed weights. So it means that there is a cloud. Listen to me. Let me, let me say this to you. There is a cloud that you carry that makes consecration natural. Because the clouds are consecrated. 
You don't want to be different. Now, if you carry a cloud that that does not flow in consecration, you two will not flow in consecration. Are you together with me? Yes, sir. Can I preach it? Yes. Now, do you know that clouds come together to become cloud? They enter themselves. Do you understand? So, so it means that if, if she enters in, all that I am, she can become. And all that she is, I can become. So there is, there is, there is automation in greatness. If I have a great cloud, I'll be a great person. Because I'll just enter the cloud. Are you together with me? So get the right cloud. What are you doing with clouds that contradict your destiny? Get them off. Decongest the cloud. You understand the point now? Purify your cloud. That's what the world has been trying to do to purify the cloud. So that the system, the world can be better. He said there's too much, uh, I don't know the terminology. It's Gabriel that understands this thing. Carbon dioxide. The ozone layer is depleting. Why? The cloud don't dirty. Some of you, your ozone layer is as depleted finish. <laughs> because you have goats in your cloud. <laughs> and you see the Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> you get the point now? Decongest your cloud. You have, you have the responsibility to, de- to decongest your cloud. It's a responsibility. Nobody do it. You can't be better than your cloud. Your life is, is, is going in the direction of your cloud. They can change your cloud. Some of you check it. All the failures you've had in, in life, there's somebody that's, that is the head of it. You didn't discern the person as that until everything crashed. You know, is this influence that destroyed my life? I'm telling you the truth. Is this influence? You don't know this influence destroyed my life. I remember one, day, one time I was in university. When I was in university, my under level, there was one girl like that in Bini City. Bini girl. Ah! <laughs> so I talking to this Bini girl. So this Bini girl we talking. Ah! Hmm. And I looked at my future. I knew that it was, it was not looking blink. I said, I can't do it with this Bini girl. And those Bini girls come to visit me. Ah! And the only thing that connects us is our, is our numbers. One day during service, I just removed my phone. Carried my sin. <laughs> I ate it. I drew it away. That's the age between me and that Billy Gay forever. Because that time, there was no ID. I was not even on Facebook. That's how I freed myself from that. Because that, that, that thing with that carbon dioxide, <laughs> it will deplete my ozone layer. <laughs> during the worship, I just, what will I do? Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. I'm gone already. <laughs> the sense just came to me. I just removed my phone. Removed the SIM card. And I ate it raw. And I went to market next day buying that SIM card. That's why I'm here. <laughs> That's why I'm here. If I, if I not eat that SIM card, I will not be here. I will just be worried that I will tell apart. Sell it kai kai. Selling kai or I'll be in the prison cell. I will escape after the answer. <laughs> the right cloud empowers us for the necessary consecration. It creates a natural and powerful environment for consecration. You know, even when you fail, if you, are, if you have the right cloud, you can't keep failing. 
Because you want to restore yourself in the order of your cloud. Cloud is important. Evil communication will corrupt good manner. Forget about it, just the beat you are listening to. Evil communication will corrupt good manner. Yeah, my friends cannot influence me. It's a rumor. It's a rumor. Say, my friends, that I have, I have me, I have a strong mind. It's a, it's a rumor. The person that created you said he didn't create you like that. You are a being of influence. When 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 Elijah when Elijah and um, and uh, and uh, and these people Moses appeared to John to Jesus and the, as they appear they appeared as a cloud. Men are clouds, yes. and clouds enter themselves. You cannot separate it. So, check your cloud. Check their life. That's how your life will be. There's no rumor. Just check. Just, just look around you. The closest people around you is your tomorrow. Are you blessed by this? You must make a decision that you always be found running towards your heavenly vision. I'm talking about focus. You must make a decision that you always be found running. He said, let us run the race. How? Wait, what? Endurance. I'm running off. This is the last, this is the last um, set of slides. He says, run your race with what? Endurance. What that means is that, listen, that there will be reasons to stop running. There will be reasons to stop running. It looks like it's contradictory. It says, run your race. With patience. Actually, it is with endurance. It's not patience. It's with endurance. It looks, it's not contrary. It means wrong. And there will be matters that will touch you. But when those matters are touching you, run touched. Run touched. Don't let the touch stop you. So what's your goal? You need to find out what's your goal. Make sure nothing stops that goal. Nothing. That business uh, proposal did not work. Write on that one. Is that your goal? Shall I write it? Keep the goal, the goal. Just keep running. Just keep running. Amen. It's the goal. Are you together with me? It's the goal. Even your relationships. What's the goal of the relationship? Make sure nothing stops it. And the major thing that stops relationships is offense. Listen, there will always be a test to, the, to your goals. And your test is not a reason for you to stop. You can continue with endurance. That don't only run when everything is fine. Run with endurance. Because there's no first. There's no second. There's no third. Just keep running. If you run, you win. The only person I'm competing with is yourself. The enemy plans to stop you from running. You must decide now to always run. Run with endurance means we will run even though there is a reason to stop running. And how do we run? Looking on to Jesus. Who is what? He said, looking on Jesus. Who is the one? The author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the the cross. is passing the shame. And and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Give me five minutes. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus has become our pattern and our focus. This is my last point. See, joy skill. Joy is a skill. That was the skill Jesus used to maintain focus. 
Joy is a skill. Shout joy is a skill. Joy is a skill. It's a skill. You must learn to employ the skill of joy. It's not joy, it's not a feeling, it's a skill. Joy is a skill. Operate joy. You must know how to operate joy. Are you with me? Joy is a word, it's a skill. Let nothing take away your joy. And guess what? Nothing can take away your joy. Listen, let me say something about joy. Joy is a spiritual endowment that's in our spirit. Whether you feel it or not, it's there. But you have to cooperate with it. You can laugh when there's no reason to laugh. You can shout when there's no reason to shout. Can you practice that right now? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! You must do that. Joy is your skill. Listen, if you don't have joy, you have, you have lost. Because it is with joy that we draw. Without joy, you can't draw from the wells of salvation. Joy is your fetcher. So that's one thing the enemy wants to take from you. Don't, listen, when you have lost your joy, you have dropped your weapon. So joy is a skill. Like Jesus, your joy must be weightier than the cross and the shame. He says, because of the joy that was set ahead of him, he despised what? He endured the one, the cross and what? Despised the shame. Joy, your joy must be weightier than your cross. Because you will always carry cross. He says, he says, take up your cross daily. What's your cross? A cross is divine dealing. What's shame? When God is dealing with you, when Satan puts his dirty mouth, that's shame. Shame is Satan putting his dirty mouth in God's dealing. So what happens? You are going through a dealing, then Satan creates an atmosphere to make you sad. You see, shame is not real. Shame is not real. This, this is what, let me tell you what she come. Let me tell you what, let me tell you what uh, shame is. Now, if you are, if you are short, that's your cross. You understand the point? It's your cross. There's nothing you can do about it. It's God that gave it to you. And somebody now makes a statement around your height. Then, it, it might even be a, a statement that is not abusive. Then three people say, he will, he will, he will, he say, he say your baby like, that's a shame. It is when Satan puts mouth in the dealings of God. So shame is not real. is not real. That's why you don't endure shame. It is a cross you endure because the cross is real. But for the shame you despise. your cross. But if you now say, uh, all the blacks are monkeys. All the blacks cannot achieve anything. That's Satan putting mouth in my cross. But we know a cross is for resurrection. A cross is not punishment. It's God taking you through a process. 
So cross is a dealing. Shame is Satan put him out. So you despise it. Don't, don't endure shame. Endure cross. Despise shame. ministry and I'm in a season where I don't have all the money. It's my cross. But someone else says, see them. They cut themselves, pastor. They, they suffer. That's shame. Despise it. You don't have to respond to shame. Don't respond to shame. See, say, oh, leo, leo. see in life now. See, you never get job. You never do that. You don't respond to shame. You don't respond to shame. It's me and God. I'm going through a process. When you resurrect, they change your mind. So, let me tell you two dimensions of joy. The first dimension of joy is the vision of the end. You must have a vision of the end. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Hear me. You must listen to me. Listen to me. You must sit down. And have a definite vision of the end. You must know how it will end. You must have a vision of the end. It must be clear in your heart. That's 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 a one dimension of joy. You see, that's why some of us don't struggle. That's why I don't try to get my wife what I can't get her now. I know the end. So I'm not uh, if I can't get her maybe whatever she wants. I know I can get her the company. I'm telling you the truth. I'm, I, can own, I, can, I can own Ferrari. I can own Ferrari. I have a clear vision of the end. So I can take my time. It is when you don't have a vision of the end. That's when you compromise. Some of you are compromising because you are not sure of the end. If you were sure of the end, you won't compromise. You have to be sure of the end. And you have to have that arrogance. So those are two things it does. The two dimensions of joy. The first dimension of joy is that you must have a clear cut vision of the end. The second is that you must appreciate and bring the atmosphere of the end. Because the, you have the vision of the end. But you know the vision of the end has an atmosphere. Because the end ends good, right? It ends glorious and powerful. Good, glorious, powerful has it have an atmosphere. Is that atmosphere that should be bubbling in your spirit? That's what makes you sharp, makes you scream. That's what makes you say, thank you, Jesus. The answer has not come. You're not going to thank you, Jesus. Does it happen to you? You just say, thank you, Jesus. And you're wondering why you're thanking God. It is the atmosphere of the end. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes a song just comes from nowhere. If I tell you this one, you will shout. Has it happened to you? A song comes from nowhere. And somebody else starts singing it and starts and starts in the exact place you are in. It means that there's something in your heaven. Hey! Now, 
Beyonce sang it. Beyonce and um, and, and Chatawale. They said, King already, King already, King already. 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 Are you getting my point now? Already. Don't, don't postpone it. Bring the vision, then bring the atmosphere. Because it's the, atm- the atmosphere. Listen, the vision of the end, hear me. The vision of the end is your hope. The atmosphere of the end is your faith. That's when you put your faith to work. Bring the atmosphere of the end. Right in your heart, you must consistently carry the vision of the end and the atmosphere of the end. Because, read it for me. Read that scripture. This is the last thing. You love this one. Read it. Looking unto Jesus, Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, Uh despising the shame, Uh and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, Jesus has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, right? It's sweet now. Come, my guy, come. Stand there. So, Jesus has sat down, right? At the right hand. He sat already. But don't forget that when they introduced him to you, they said he's the author and the finisher of your faith. That is to say, it's a thing that has been finished. Yes. <laughs> Take your time. Wait. It means it's a movie. It means your life is a movie. And the movie has been written. And it has been that it has been acted out. It's been finished. Now they said that that film, keep watching that film. So Jesus is your film. So he's the author and the finisher of your faith. They now said this author and the finisher of your faith has now sat down. Now, we heard about his cross. We heard about his shame. And they didn't put us in suspense. They told us after the cross, after the shame, they told us what happened. What happened was that he's now seated. And he's meant to be your author and your finisher. Come on. Right now, our example are sat at the right hand of the throne of God. We have an example of a victor and a victory. Have an example of a victor and a victory. He is an eternal example. He's a standing example of a victor and a victory. We are only but a repetition of his life. So you are not doing anything new. What happened with him will happen with you. You get the point now? Are you getting the point now? Now, can you see my confidence as per prosperity, greatness, execution? This is where I get it from. I am extremely confident. I am definite and sure. That's why I don't have to change my message. I don't have to lie. I don't have to, you understand? Because I have a vision of the end. I don't lie. You know if I need 10 million now, I will just tell you I need 10 million. I don't lie. I don't used to lie. Because of confidence. I'm not trying something. I'm not doing one kind. No compromise. Clear. Sometimes I will tell you you can go. You know, I used to try to send you away. Self confidence. What happened to him will happen to us. That is what he has become for us: Alpha and Omega. His life is our song. He has put it on repeat mode. The repeat of a song can never be different from the first play. Have you ever played a song? Put it on repeat and it sounded different. Have you ever played a song? 
Put it on repeat, and the next time he sang, it was different. The way it sounded the first time is how it will sound the second time. It will sound like that the third time. Jesus' life is your song, and your Jesus put it on repeat. Now you understand that you are. Now you now understand what the Bible says: you are more than a conqueror because you are not fighting. Another has fought. Another has sat. He now put it on repeat. Your life is Jesus on repeat. His life and victory is now yours.